Welcome to Cook Look. I am your host, Rosemary Coddle, and this week's book is going to be Ida's in the Kitchen by Ida Taylor Ramsey. This book is, well, a cookbook, we already know. So let's look at the cover. So the cover is a painting of two loaves of bread on a windowsill. And there's pot covers in the background. There's a Viola Town Hall outside. There's a gazebo outside. Because it shows a picture of the outside through the window. Like, it's pretty detailed. It looks stunning. And with this cover, it gave me like a hometown, southern, southern belle, cozy feel, you know? It gave me the cottage aesthetic, you know, the cottage aesthetic that's, that was pretty popular on Pinterest. It probably still is. Cottagecore. That, that's what it gave me. It gave me cottagecore vibes. Cottagecore from Pinterest and TikTok. Just look it up. It, it gave me that vibe. And Ida, Ida gave me the cottagecore vibes. She looked like a cottagecore, like, woman before cottagecore was pretty cool in the modern times. Because I noticed it's making a comeback. I don't know if it's still a thing. It probably is. But let's... Let's just read the synopsis of this book. Ida Taylor Ramsey was inspired by the superb, delicious food prepared by the ladies of Viola, Tennessee to compile her first cookbook, The Viola Cookbook, in 1940. She, she was an older lady. This book came out in 1995, I believe, to collect and learn recipes. Ida went to people's homes and asked for recipes of their most notable dishes. Since that time, she continues to collect favorite prize-winning recipes and has written three previous cookbooks. Ida continues to live and collect recipes in Viola, Tennessee. And it says that one of her favorite recipes is saltine cracker candy. And yes, there is a recipe for this on the back of the book where the synopsis is, so might as well go ahead and read it. <clears throat> Here's what you do. Line cookie sheet with foil. Completely cover with the crackers. Melt one cup of real butter. <laughs> That's right, real butter. No, None of that margarine crap. And one cup of light brown sugar. Boil for three minutes, stirring constantly. Preheat oven to 400 degrees. Pour boiled mixture over crackers. Put in oven and cook for five minutes. Remove immediately and sprinkle with one package of milk chocolate chips. Refrigerate until cool. Lift foil and the candy will break into different shapes. Do not substitute anything. We got a purist in the house. A sweet, salty taste. Really good. And I do love me some salty and sweet. Pretty good combination, especially for candies. Unfortunately, Ida has passed away in 2009. 
So rest in peace to her. I'm sure she was a wonderful woman. Must be a wonderful cook too. Now we're getting into the book and I was right. It did get published in 1995, this book. And it was published by Viola Hilltop Publishing in Nashville, Tennessee. And it says that the author is Ida Ramsey. The cover art is by Charles D. Haston Sr. And the cover design is by Small World Productions Incorporated. And the artwork in this book is by is by Betty Pomeroyed. Pomeroyed. But yeah, so the the cover art was made by Charles D. Haston Sr. Charles, my guy, you did a pretty good job on this painting because I would hang this in my house. <laughs> I would hang this in my house in my eclectic vibe, you know? Like, my dream house would be, like, eclectic, colorful, almost maximalist kind of feel, you know? I like the cleanness of minimalism, but I like the colors of the maximalist vibe, you know? I probably would call my style eclectic minimal, And those terms are probably contradictory, but that's how I could best describe it. Let's read into the introduction of this book. And it says, Dedication. I want to dedicate this cookbook to my son, Bill Ramsey. He kept urging and encouraging me to compile this book. He deserves all the credit for the publishing and promotion and all the details. I also want to thank my daughter, Betty, she's the one that did the artwork in the book, for the lovely artwork throughout the book. Mm -hmm. This book is the result of many years of collecting good recipes and trying them in my own kitchen. I want to thank many friends who have been so generous about sharing their excellent recipes with me over the years. I especially want to express my appreciation to Bill's secretary, Jean Moore, for typing all these recipes and for being so patient with my many changes and revisions. I don't have words to adequately express my deep appreciation to Judge Charles Haston for creating and drawing the front cover of this book. It is unique and artistic, and I'm sure he worked on it many hours. Most of all, I want to thank my wonderful family for their patience and encouragement. I hope that the persons who acquire this cookbook will enjoy cooking and serving these good recipes as much as I have. Bon appetit, Ida Taylor Ramsey. She was so sweet. She was so sweet. Like, her and Phyllis Connor should be in the same room and see who can out-sweet each other. Because these two have the sweetest introductions to a cookbook that I have ever read. I don't know if Phyllis Connor is still alive. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we do see a first glimpse of the artwork that... Ida was talking about for Betty and Betty drew a some sort of potted plant on a table in what appears to be black paint it could be a marker we're on to 
the table of contents. So we got memories of the past, helpful hints and ideas. What if you guys have listened to my older bonus episodes, you'll know about the old remedies and formulas on page five of this book because I do go over most of the remedies and the formulas. The equivalent chart, and I also did go over the equivalence chart in a previous bonus episode from this book. Now we're on to the foods themselves that you're probably going to see in this book. We got appetizers, dips, sandwiches, beverages and soups, breads, cakes and frostings, cookies, small cakes and candies, desserts, pies and pastries, meats and entrees, casseroles, salads and salad dressings, vegetables and fruits, pickles, relishes and preserves, and of course you have your index. So on page one, Ida talks about her memories of the past when she was younger. In here, she talks about her adventures of going through pe- to people's houses, asking about good recipes that they have, and she compiled them in her notebook in 1940. And one recipe that she mentioned that she wouldn't forget is a person named Mary Catherine Gaffin. And the recipe that that woman gave her was a coconut cake. And this coconut cake, she said, was the most moist, delicious cake that she has ever had. She said, and I quote, I remember that I had never tasted a cake like that. Light, moist, melt in your mouth. She told me that she put coconut in a batter and spooned the milk from the coconut over the cake layers before she covered the whole cake in divinity icing. The light texture was also attributed to Viola's Best Flower, which I guess is some sort of flower brand locally in Tennessee. And she also talks about a delicious recipe that she tried She tried a potato chip recipe, and she said that she had never eaten any like that. Thin, crisp, and delicious. They told me they had a special slicer to slice them paper thin. And she also had a thing called beef ham that she tried. It's a side of beef that was smoked and cured like a pork ham and hung in the smokehouse. The taste was almost indescribable. A luscious combination of country ham and steak, from what I can find out, was unique to this area. And these recipes inspired her to make her first cookbook in 1940. And she's been collecting recipes and making more cookbooks ever since that. And then she decided in 1974 to compile and publish a cookbook of her own, handwriting, and it's called Ida Ramsey's Favorite Recipes. She decided to write a second book of all different recipes, 
She had great success in selling these two books. She had sold around 15,000 copies of each book, which is not bad, especially back then before internet times. And they have been a source of much joy to her. And she said that people write her and tell her how much they enjoy reading and using these books. Her son, Bill, wanted her to compile all these recipes and put them all in one book. And that's what she did with this book. And on page three, she highlights some helpful hints and ideas when cooking. For example... To substitute all-purpose flour for self-rising flour, for one cup of all-purpose flour, add one and a half teaspoons of baking powder and a half teaspoon of salt. And she said for a good, different sandwich filling, mix cottage cheese or cream cheese, nuts, chopped dates, and mayonnaise, and spread onto brown bread. So, basically ideas like that. Just random ideas. And then there's the old remedies and formulas, which you'll see the whole thing on that on the bonus episode that I have out. The equivalence chart, you'll also see that on the bonus episode. And now we're on the recipes themselves. Next are the recipe highlights. So stick around for that. I'll be right back with that. Next week's book is going to be a surprise, because on episode 10, it's a surprise. I wonder what it would be. Okay, back to the podcast. There are a decent amount of recipes in this book that I have in my notes that I found pretty interesting, but... We're only going to highlight a few of them today. So the first recipe that I wanted to highlight is the pimento cheese spread on page 10. Now there is a story behind this. And of course it involves my dad. (laughs) Shout out to my dad. Anyway, my dad would make pimento cheese spread for himself all the time. Like before he became vegan... He loved the stuff. He would buy them in cans. He would make his own. Dude was crazy about the pimento cheese bread. My lord. (laughs) And my aunt, she has a little pug named Smudge. And he's the cutest little thing. He's like a little black pug. So adorable. Before their vegan diet, they give Smudge this pimento cheese bread. And that dog would just eat it up. Obviously, they don't feed it too much to the dog because you don't want to give a dog too much dairy. But they gave him a little bit of pimento cheese bread and, like, he would love it. I mean, that dog kind of does remind me of my dad in a way. We're going to look at this pimento cheese bread. What you'll need is one pound of American cheese. One small can of evaporated milk, you can use pet or carnation brand. Two tablespoons of vinegar, half teaspoon of sugar, one 
teaspoon of dry mustard, and seven ounces of pimento peppers. Here we go. Put cheese and milk in top of double boiler. Let the cheese melt. Let cool. Add vinegar, dry mustard, and sugar. Add your pimentos, chop them fine. Mix well, refrigerate, and you can use this spread to spread on sandwiches. But you could also use it as a chip dip as well. Pretty good either way. The next recipe, cream cheese icing on page 50. Here's how you make this cream cheese icing. It is instruction time. Sift three-fourths of a cup of powdered sugar. Beat until soft and fluffy. Two three-ounce packages of cream cheese. One and a half tablespoon of cream or milk. Beat in sugar gradually. Beat in one and a half teaspoons of grated lemon or orange rind or a dash of rum or liquor. So if you want a boozy cream cheese icing, Ida's like, go ahead, add it in, girl. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, you just, you just beat the cream cheese, the cream or milk, and the sugar until it's soft and fluffy, but add the sugar gradually. You don't want a lumpy icing. You don't want that. And on page 47, there is a recipe for chocolate frosting. So if you're into the chocolate and not so much into the cream cheese, Ida's got you covered. What you'll need are four tablespoons of cocoa, one box of powdered sugar, one to one and a half cups of chopped nuts, of course, if you're allergic to nuts, you can omit the nuts. Six tablespoons of milk and one teaspoon of vanilla. Now, it is instruction time! Mix margarine, cocoa, milk, and saucepan. Stir and bring to a boil. Remove from heat and add powdered sugar. Stir well. Add the vanilla and nuts. Spread over the cake while hot. Cool, refrigerate, and then cut in squares. And they have a chocolate cake recipe that they say is easy. And it says, note, the new extra moist cake mixes have added oil to the mix. So when you have a recipe using a cake mix as a base, cut down on the amount of oil. And she said that I have done this to the recipes in this book. And also note, when testing a cake for doneness, she says to use a toothpick or cake tester. It is better to take it out when a few crumbs cling to the tester rather than coming out dry. Then your cake won't be dry. So if you have a few crumbs, it's okay. It's okay. You're fine. It's to let you know that the cake is moist and you don't want your cake to be dry, don't you? You don't want your cake to be dry or dense. Nah, you won't want that. Next recipe highlight is Mississippi Mud Cake on page 64. 
So it's Mississippi Mud Cake or Marshmallow Fudge Squares. You'll need two sticks of butter, four whole eggs, two cups of sugar, one teaspoon of vanilla, two cups of miniature marshmallows, half cup of cocoa, one and a half cups of plain flour, four teaspoon of salt, and one and a half cups of nuts chopped. Melt butter and stir in cocoa and sugar. Let cool. Beat eggs and add to cocoa mixture. Sift flour and salt and gradually add to mixture. Add vanilla and nuts. Bake in greased 9 by 13 inch pan in a 350 degree oven for 25 minutes. Remove from oven and spread the marshmallows on top. Return to oven long enough to melt marshmallows. Let cool for 5 to 10 minutes while cake is baking. Prepare the icing. So here are the ingredients for this icing for this cake. A half stick of melted butter, a third cup of cocoa, half cup of milk, and one pound of sifted powdered sugar. Mix in a heavy saucepan and let it get hot. Pour over so as not to disturb the marshmallows. Let cool and cut in squares. Chocolate lovers love this. So I just like, you a chocolate lover? This recipe got you covered, girl. Next one that interested me was on page 133, which is cream cheese dressing. What you'll need for this is one three ounce package of cream cheese, half cup of mayonnaise, half cup of finely chopped nuts, and half cup of whipping cream. Mashed cheese, blend with mayonnaise, then add whipped cream and nuts. Serve on Hawaiian salad or any fruit congealed salad. So this is basically for a fruit salad. And for this Hawaiian salad that she's talking about, it's on the same page. One envelope of plain gelatin, half cup of sugar, a cup of crushed pineapple drained, one cup of orange sections cut, fourth cup of cold water, one cup of hot pineapple juice, two tablespoons of lemon juice, and a fourth teaspoon of salt. And it says, it says, soften gelatin in cold water. Add sugar, salt, and hot pineapple juice. Stir until dissolved. Add lemon juice and juice from oranges. Cool, and when it begins to thicken, add fruit. Turn into molds and serve with cream cheese dressing. And it says you can also use lemon jello and omit the sugar in the recipe, if you're into that. The next recipe highlight is the poppy seed dressing. Yes, there's a recipe for poppy seed dressing. So instead of buying it from the store, you can make it homemade if you want to, according to Ida. So here's what you need for that. You'll need a half cup of sugar, a half teaspoon of salt, a third cup of red wine vinegar, one tablespoon of poppy seeds, 
one teaspoon of dry mustard, one tablespoon of grated onion, and one cup of oil. Mix red wine vinegar, sugar, dried mustard, salt, and grated onion in a blender. Blend and slowly add oil. Refrigerate. When ready to use, add one tablespoon of poppy seed. And it says that this dressing is delicious on fruit, but I'm sure this would probably be good on a savory salad as well. The next recipe that I want to highlight are the cheese puffs on page 15. Here's when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you. You're gonna believe them. And when you're 15 and... and uh, okay, anyway. Cheese puffs. Here we go. You'll need three ounces of cream cheese, one stick of butter or margarine, red pepper to taste, which is a fourth to a half teaspoon, a half pound of sharp cheese, three egg whites beaten, and onion juice to taste. Freeze unsliced bread, trim cut into one inch cubes. Put cheese mixture in top of double boiler. Melt, beat until smooth. Cool. Fold in beaten egg whites with two forks. Dip bread into mixture. Refrigerate overnight. Bake in a 350 degree oven for 10 minutes until slightly brown. Serve at once. Delicious. I meant to say 8 to 10 minutes, but you'll get the idea. You'll get the idea. And now, the last recipe that I want to highlight is on page 19. Hidden Valley Ranch Pinwheels. So what you'll need for this are 8 ounce packages of cream cheese softened, one package or one ounce of ranch dressing mix original, a fourth cup of mayonnaise or salad dressing, two green onions minced, one eight ounce jar of diced pimentos drained, finely chopped broccoli, finely chopped cauliflower, and six to eight 12 inch flour tortillas. And it's instruction time. Mix cream cheese, dressing mix, dry, green onions, and mayonnaise. Spread on the tortillas. Mix pimentos, broccoli, and cauliflower. Spread this layer on top of the cream cheese. Roll tortillas tightly. Fasten with toothpicks. Chill at least two hours. When ready to serve, cut in half-inch pieces. This makes six dozen plus, and it's great for a party. All right, so that is all of the highlight recipes of Ida's in the kitchen. I hope y'all enjoyed this. Thank you for listening. And it's time for the uh, uh, outro. Roll it!
Want to show your cooking skills? Want me to look at what cookbooks interest you? Want to chat? Or you just want to be updated on the podcast? Search and follow the podcast on Facebook. It is called Cook Look Podcast, or you can click the link on my Facebook page in the show notes. Or email me at cooklookpod at gmail.com. That is C-O-O-K-L-O-O-K-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter as Rosemary Coddle. My username is at cookwookpod. Also, I post episodes every single Friday at 6 Eastern. Thank you for listening. Bye!